Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. We are knee-deep into the end of the year in full holiday season mode, and I'm kind of sad that this is probably going to be the last episode that I put out in the year of 2021. I'm sure you guys saw earlier on in the month the annual Spotify wrap-ups all over social media because... Let's be honest, everyone was posting about their top artists of the year and whatnot. And if you do use Apple Music, then I am very sorry that you have to sit through all those people posting about their Spotify wrapped. But regardless, you know, podcasters who have their own podcast hosted on Spotify get the opportunity to view their yearly wrap-ups that look quite different from what everyone else is seeing on the other end of things. So for me, instead of seeing what the top songs that I listened to for the year were, I was getting stats about my podcast for the entirety of the year, so everything from my follower count to how many countries that people were listening to my podcast in. And last year, the year that I started my podcast, I feel like I didn't get that good of a wrap-up because, again, I had only just started my podcast and I didn't have that much stuff to go on. But for this year's Spotify wrap-up for my podcast, I was super happy to see all of the statistics that... They provided me with and also just to see how far my podcast has come over the year since I started it in 2020. So just to share some of those insights with you guys for any of you who are not following me on social media because I did already post it all on there but even if you already saw it we're gonna you know take it all in together. So for some overarching statistics I put out 20 new episodes this year which If I'm being really honest with you guys, I'm a little disappointed by because I thought I would have released a lot more within a year, but it's definitely because of the multiple times I took off throughout this entirety of the year for like travel and for work, but regardless, we're not going to be hard on ourselves right now about that. We did reach 60 countries this year, which when I looked back at some of last year's insights was eight countries more than what we touched last year. And finally, the biggest statistic of them all, which is the increase in follower count, which is an alarming 326%. Now, I'm not a math major, but that does sound like a lot. So I'm super happy to see the rise in that number because that just means that there's more of you guys listening to these podcast episodes and more for me to share on here. So other cool stats from the Spotify rap that I wanted to share. Apparently, we touched three new countries. Jamaica, Ecuador, and Nigeria, which is crazy to me to imagine people all over the world listening to these podcast episodes. Um, And then some cute little stats that Spotify threw in there, which were fun for me to see. Five fans spent their birthdays listening to my podcast, and five fans also rang in the new year listening to my podcast. So, super fun. I just got such a kick out of seeing the Spotify wrap-ups because... It's really a summation of all of the work that I've put into my podcast and in what ways it's really paying off. So I'm looking forward to seeing next year's Spotify wrapped up again to see how far we've come in this entire journey. Yes, that is it. I hope you guys got a kick out of some of those stats that I just shared. And if you were one of those 10 people who who either listen to my podcast on your birthday or in the new year, then you are a real OG. 
But to officially kick off this episode, I wanted to start off with a little life update on what's been happening on my end of things. Especially now since I feel like I'm less focused on putting out episodes every week, which I I really try to do, you guys, but I am failing miserably. So I feel like I have to update you guys more often because I'm never really sure of what happened the last time I talked to you guys. I think the last episode I was telling you guys all about my traveling endeavors and going to the CFDA awards, which are still memories that are like super close in my mind right now that I wish I could go back to. Um, But since all of that happened, I kind of needed some time to recenter and start redirecting my focus back into school because as much as I'd love to forget that I'm a full-time student, I can't. And I mean, let's talk a little bit about school on here because that is the premise of my podcast and it's basically supposed to be me talking about being a fashion design student at Persons. I definitely feel like I've drifted from that main idea a little bit throughout these past two years But that's mostly due to the fact that I myself have lost a lot of passion in school and have put my interests elsewhere, as you guys know. So setting back my mindset on school has been a little bit of an adjustment for me because I feel like for so many months I was distracted by doing anything but school-related stuff, which is not something any of you guys should be following me doing, but it was getting to the point where school was making me super unhappy and... I don't want to say depressed, but depressed, and I just didn't want to direct any of my attention towards schoolwork. That all being said, though, I do recognize that this is my final year at Parsons, and again, my thesis year, so I kind of feel like I owe it to myself, my professors, and my parents who are paying for my education to kind of take it seriously and finish out strong. I've kind of been at a loss with my thesis project, I'm not going to lie to you guys, Um, I thought I'd be a lot more passionate about it in the beginning of the semester, but now it's just kind of at the point where it's an afterthought for me, and it's sad for me to admit, but it's true. I am glad, though, that I recently changed my thesis project idea into something that I'm a little bit more excited about, so, you know, now working on it isn't going to be as challenging as it was in the beginning of the semester. You guys don't even know how miserable I was in the beginning of the semester. I didn't want to talk about it on here because I don't know I just didn't want to come off as a big disappointment for all of you who are kind of looking up to me to have this like amazing end of the year project when I graduated Parsons but I'm realizing now that being open about how I've been feeling all throughout the semester could help a lot of you who are also feeling kind of at a loss right now with school or whatever projects you're working on so I'm here being open and honest about how frustrated I've been with thesis work And if any of you guys can relate, then you just know that it's okay to feel this way, especially during this time right now when school is really not on the top of all of our minds. For the first few months of the semester, I procrastinated working on my thesis project for so long that my professor started getting really annoyed at me and just disappointed by how little effort and work that I was putting into my classes. And at first, you know, I couldn't give two shits about what my professors thought about me and and you shouldn't because like, who cares? But then I started to feel disappointed in myself, and that's when it really became a problem. And, like, it's okay to let yourself go and let loose a little bit, which I couldn't preach more because that's what I've been doing, and it's made me so much happier, but I think it starts to become a problem once you start not caring at all, which I found to be the most damaging part about this whole situation, is when I really stopped caring 100% about school and the work that I was doing. But anyway, you guys, with all that being said, I just want you guys to know that I'm back on track with school and I'm setting myself up for success again. 
I'm currently on my long extended winter break, so this will be just the thing that I needed after finishing that entire first semester of college, which let me tell you was rough and I can get into that more in another episode, but I just, I don't even want to recall that week for me. So yeah, with that, I wanted to get into the bulk of today's podcast episode, which as you guys can tell by the title is all about how I really made 2021 my best year yet. And since I foresee this episode being the last episode that I upload in the year of 2021, I kind of just wanted to take you guys along with me as I look back on everything that occurred this year, kind of like a year in review sort of thing. Um, And I do these like yearly wrap-ups and highlights reels on my social media at the end of the year, but I feel like on my stories, you guys are just seeing pictures and like brief descriptions of the stuff that went down. Whereas in this podcast episode, I feel like I'm really able to break down the highlights and and the lowlights, you know, and tell you guys the full story of how I was able to manifest the things that I wanted to happen into actually happening. Obviously, in 2021, you know, our lives were still being taken over by the pandemic, but I feel like unlike in 2020, which was a year of a lot of unknowns, in 2021, we were, dare I say, used to adapting at will and being able to change our lives in an instant when needed. And I've talked a lot about this with my friends and peers, but it looks like COVID isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So I really feel like it's important for us to learn how to work our lives around COVID rather than just putting everything on hold and waiting for the virus to disappear because let's face it, it doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. And I feel like that's a lot of what I did in this year, which is learning how to work my life around COVID and still being able to do the things that I wanted to do without putting myself and others at risk. So with all that being said, I wanted to get into the serious stuff first and get that out of the way. So we're going to start off with like the professional category and how I was able to conquer this year into making it one of my most successful years for myself in terms of career growth. I think you guys know that I'm always constantly working towards my career in whatever capacity that may be. And at the beginning of the year, I always try to set bigger and better goals for myself when it comes to advancing in the industry because I feel like it helps me pave the way for where I want to be and where I see myself in the future. I'm not going to lie though, I definitely felt a little bit unmotivated in the beginning of 2021 only because I really didn't see any point in focusing on work and fashion while we were going through a global pandemic. But, you know, sure enough, I got over that mindset and started to get back at what I do best. So, yeah, let's kick things off with one of the major ways I really conquered 2021 professionally, and that's by networking the shit out of the fashion industry. This was a big year for me, you guys, in terms of really stepping out and being my most extroverted self. I always talk about this on here, but I've definitely, as the years have gone by, become more and more extroverted and open. Like, if y'all met me when I was in elementary or middle school, I was hella shy and would not, you know, like starting up spontaneous conversations or talking to people that I don't know. And now it's pretty much all that I do. And all of that has amounted to me really showing up this year and just making connections with so many different people in the industry but not just in fashion, but even at school and on the subways and at cafes and even at my rock climbing gym where random people just spark up conversations with each other. I think another reason why I was forced to kind of come out of my shell even more this year than any other year was because I found myself going to a lot more industry events, 
which I'll talk about a lot more later, but I think it was it's so important for me when I was going to these events to meet as many people as I could and just to connect with people who had the same passions and who are also in the same industry as me. I mean, that's always going to be important no matter what industry you're working in. It's not just a fashion thing. But yeah, this year was all about really blossoming in terms of talking and connecting with people in a way that I never thought that I could connect with people before. And just this year alone, I've met so many people that I've continued to stay close with and that have become valuable connections for me in my circle. I also think another reason why I saw a big improvement in my networking abilities was because I became more confident in myself and let go of some of that part of me that always felt like an imposter. And now, I'm not perfect, you guys. I still get imposter syndrome every now and then in certain situations, but most of the time, I've really allowed myself to, like, let go of those negative feelings towards you know, myself, and I just became confident in my achievements and my ability to succeed. And that's what I feel has helped me the most in having the courage to go up to people and talk with people, especially people who are, like, higher up than me and who are kind of, like, famous or, like, famous in the fashion industry, at least. So, I even go as far as exchanging contacts with them and staying in touch with people. And what's been working for me has been internalizing my achievements and just not feeling like a complete imposter in those situations. But yeah, the second thing I wanted to get into um, was in getting better about saying no to things that you're just like not physically able to do. And y'all know that I'm the go-getter and that I always want to be doing the most and keeping myself busy, which again, is not always the healthiest thing, but it's the born and bred New Yorker in me that always wants to be working on something exciting and on the move. So with that, one of the things that I got better with this year was learning how to say no and just really looking and analyzing an opportunity closely before either taking it or not taking it on. This year was definitely a crazy one for me because left and right, I feel like I had people throwing opportunities at me and I also applied for so many things. Um, But in the end, I didn't end up taking a lot of those things because once I really thought about actually taking it under consideration, I realized that a lot of the things would actually hurt me more than help me. And so I made the conscious effort to not take on more stuff that I could chew. I'll give you guys an example of something that happened around August um, or September when I was scouting for like my current fall internship that I have now. That was when I had just finished my ANF summer internship and I had to start looking into plans um, for the fall semester. So I was looking into working with the CFDA again, and then I had also applied to other internship opportunities as well. Obviously, looking at at it now and in the present moment, you guys know that I ended up with CFDA and I'm interning with them currently. But during August slash September, I had gotten an internship offer from a brand that I'm sure a lot of you guys will know called Cup, C-U-U-P. And they're like a viral intimates brand that focuses on like sustainability and inclusivity They're a super great brand and I actually really admired them before I even applied for the position and it was an internship as a design and innovation intern. So anyway, I did apply to that. I did the whole interview process. I fell absolutely in love with their team and what they were doing. I was basically sold at that point and wanted to work with them. I even had a call with a senior vice president of their product materials and innovation team and We just hit it off so well and she wanted me to come and work for them and everything. 
Um, yeah, so all that happens and it's like great and everything, but all of a sudden I hear back from CFDA and they're also super enthusiastic about having me back as an intern to work on their team. Um, and you guys know that I have a special bond with CFDA team, one that I've talked like about repeatedly on these podcast episodes. So I was left with a very hard decision of which one to choose for the fall semester. And some part of me, the very ambitious and work crazy side of me wanted to take on both because I thought, you know, hey, it'd be okay if it'll all work out if I just separated my days equally between CFDA and CUP. But then, you know, I analyzed the situation better, and considering the fact that I was also going into my senior thesis year, I realized that taking on one internship was already more than enough that I could chew. So I made the smart decision to go with one of them rather than the two of them. And let me tell you guys, choosing between them and saying no to any one of these amazing opportunities was super hard because y'all know that I hate declining things and saying no to people, apparently. I'm definitely a yes person all the way. Um, And I also hit a roadblock at a certain point where I had rejected the CUP internship, but then the SVP called me over the phone and she was like very respectively asking me why I declined and that they'd even be willing to increase the pay. So if like if that if that was the reason that it was keeping me from working with them. So that was like a super stressful time for me because I was going back and forth between the two. But in the end, I ultimately decided to work for CFDA because I decided that it was just going to be the most beneficial for me and where I saw myself after graduation and in my career. And not to mention that I've built such a great relationship with the team at CFDA that even them wanting to have me back was something that I was very grateful for. Moving on to my next point, which actually, now that I think of it, may sound completely contradictory to the last point that I made, but whatever. This year, I focused a lot on taking advantage of every opportunity that I could. So, yeah, a little bit contradictory to the last point I made about saying no to things, but what I mean about taking advantage of opportunities is if they are going to be beneficial and worth your while. So, It's still important to learn how to say no to things if it's not going to be worth your time and energy. Because let's face it, we can't do it all. But where I'm going with this point is, it was so important for me to really step out of my comfort zone, especially when it came to opportunities that came up that were totally out of the blue and unexpected and spontaneous. I'll give you guys a really great example of when I was working in the Temporal with Suit Supply in October. I literally was only with them for three days because it was a temporary role and it was while their team was in New York City and I was like helping them Um, and then all of a sudden my supervisor at the time asked me if I wanted to join them in their two-week expedition around the U.S. and without hesitation I said yes. Like I literally dropped everything and said fuck it and told them that I could go on the trip not even caring if my professors were okay with it or if my parents would approve. I just trusted my gut and went with it and ended up being, you know, one of the craziest and best experiences that I had this year because I got to travel around like 10 different cities throughout the U.S. within two weeks with an amazing team and not to mention it was all expenses paid um, and all that good stuff. So, you know, what more could you ask for? Going off of my last point, I think 2020 was also my year in terms of not being afraid to ask for more and going after the stuff that I truly wanted. You guys know that I'm pretty humble and low-key when it comes to asking for things because I used to at least have this mindset that it wasn't my place to ask for stuff, especially since I've been working as an intern for the most of 
most of my time in the industry but I've now currently given up thinking like that because there's really no harm in asking for things as long as you're you know staying in your lane and you're asking for things that are appropriate of course um y'all know that one of the biggest things that I really wanted to do this year was to attend the CFDA awards with my team and I took a really big step when I just said fuck it and asked my boss if I could attend because even though it doesn't seem like that big of a deal I did feel like this extreme imposter syndrome like who was I to be asking to go to the CFDA awards and all that kind of stuff but I think stuff started to change when I started to internalize all of my accomplishments and my contributions to the CFDA team and that's when I became less scared to ask for the things that I wanted. This doesn't only apply to stuff with the CFDA but for school too and other opportunities where I had to reach out to people who I either didn't know or am connected with but don't really talk to often. You know, it's definitely always nerve-wracking at first when you have to do the initial ask but then once you realize that it's not that serious and that most people out there actually want to help you, it's less stressful and it'll encourage you to do it more often. The last point that I wanted to make under this category of professional development was in strengthening the relationships that I've already built rather than focusing too much on making new ones. This is something that I focused a lot on in 2021 and not to say that making new connections is a bad thing because it's not, but I definitely put more emphasis emphasis on the relationships that I already had under my belt and focus on growing them to be a lot stronger. I'm always an advocate for quality over quantity and I think this statement definitely holds true in this regard because so many people are focused on how many people they they know and the number of connections they hold and all that stuff but how many of those people are actually going to be there for you and support you in the way that you need to be supported in your career? Those are the questions you should be thinking about and asking and that's why I found it so important to focus on maintaining relationships with people who were genuinely looking out for me and who actually care about my well-being and success in the industry. Again guys, it's all about finding the right people, especially for an industry like fashion that can seem overwhelmingly fake and disingenuine. I'm not going to lie to you, there are some people that I've come across throughout my time in this industry that have turned the tables on me or who have come off as completely disingenuine, but I have tried to disassociate myself from those individuals, even if being connected with them means that I get a leg up in the fashion world because I'm just not about that kind of thing and even if it's going to give me an upper edge, I don't want that kind of, want those kinds of people in my life. But yeah, those are some of the major things that have been working out for me thus far in terms of my professional career. And I hope y'all, you know, took one or two things from that that you could apply to yourself for the new year or whatever you're trying to achieve. I now realize that this episode is going to be a lot longer than I anticipated, but I think you guys deserve a longer episode being that I've been away for so long and haven't uploaded anything. So for those of you who are not fond of my longer episodes, though, just bear with me here. It's, you know, all good content. But anyway, we're going to get into some of the things that have worked out for me in the year of 2021 when it comes to my personal life and the reason why I saved this part for last was because I feel like 2021 was really the year where I popped off in terms of finding my true self and just being the happiest that I've ever been and I've compiled a couple of reasons why I think I was able to do that. The number one thing that helped me make this year one of my absolute standout years was completely changing my mindset and basically doing like a whole 360. Literally, if you knew me before 2021, you wouldn't even recognize the person that I am now, 
And I say that in a good way, not like I'm a completely different person kind of way. But a lot of my close friends actually have noticed how different my mindset is nowadays compared to how I used to be. The biggest thing that I've trained myself to think a lot more about is like be more positive and to not be such a pessimist, which is what I've been doing a lot this year. And I only started realizing how insanely tiring it was to constantly look at things in a negative light just this year. And it was so refreshing to start looking at things more positively. That probably sounds insanely cliche, but I seriously mean it, you guys. This year was about looking at every event, every person, and every opportunity that has come to me as being completely intentional and with reason. And having this mindset of, you know, everything that happens happens for a reason, which has been stuck with me all this time. And now I'm definitely a lot more conscious of why things happen, regardless of whether they're good or bad. I feel like I'm used to, in the case of bad situations, you know, I'm used to complaining and looking at it like, why is the universe taking it out on me or something like that? Like, that's how I used to think. But now I fully realize that these things happen for a reason and why they happen is meant to teach us something or help us realize something that we like haven't yet realized. Again, it sounds super cheesy, but I feel like a lot of people say they want to start thinking more positively, but then they don't actually do it. Moving on, I wanted to talk about how I shifted my focus on doing what makes me happy and focusing less on like the serious shit and making more memories and like real life experiences. And I'll let you guys in on a little secret. It was really two major events this year that really changed the way that I looked at how I was living my life. One, you guys know COVID obviously changed a lot for me in terms of showing me how short life actually is and to enjoy the moments that I have and to take advantage of those. And the other life event, which I'm sure a lot of you will be surprised to hear about, was the Abercrombie & Fitch internship that I took on over the summer from um, June to August of this year. Now, let me tell you guys, when I say a lot has changed after those couple of months, I truly mean it. Not Not to be dramatic or anything, but it was definitely like a rebirth for me and I was introduced to like a whole new way of living or something. I've talked about this plenty of times, especially in one of my episodes all about the ANF internship over the summer, but this summer was really when I was introduced to what I've been missing in terms of being independent and really living and taking full advantage of what my 20s had to offer. And I think this also had to do with the fact that this summer was the summer of a lot of firsts for me, like first time living away from home, first time dorming and living with roommates. First time going out and getting, you know, lit with my friends. First time doing laundry and like first time having a full-time job. It was a lot and I could go on and on about how many things I was introduced to for the first time throughout this internship. So in that regard, I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that I was able to be away for the summer and experience that because it was truly life-changing even though I did come out of the internship and decline the offer to work there full-time. But it was still beneficial for me in an entirely different way, even though I didn't take on the full-time job after. And a lot of my friends who I was there with could relate to what I was saying as well. But yeah, truly, I definitely think that I focused a lot more this year on doing things that actually make me happy and not taking stuff too seriously and, you know, stuff like finances and school or work. I mean, of course, like, those stuff are obviously important but sometimes you got to just know when to enjoy what life has to offer and I definitely did that this year 
It was also the year that I truly allowed myself to travel and to enjoy the moments with my friends and family and just do stuff that made me happy and put like my happiness above everything, which I'm super happy to even be saying those words and hear them come out of my mouth because old Christina would not have been able to say the same, honestly, because there were so many times where I remember being so unhappy and just doing things because I thought that they would make my life better, but they weren't actually making it better. So if there's one thing that I want you guys to take away from this episode, it's to just be happier. I feel like there's so much uncertainty and sadness nowadays. And if we all just smiled a little bit more and did things that we actually like doing, it would make everything even just a little bit better. But I digress. On to the next. 2021 was all about taking more risks and stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I talked a little bit about this when we were in the professional category, but Even in my own personal life, I made an effort this year to do shit that I normally wouldn't do ever. And I let myself say yes to a lot of things that are a little bit out of my comfort zone. Like even small stuff like like going out with my friends because sometimes I wouldn't do it because I got lazy or didn't feel like doing it um, or I felt like irresponsible. I feel like this year I pushed myself a lot in terms of making an effort to actually have a good time with people and it has made, you know, all the difference. I'm not saying, like, you have to go out and party and live it up to be happy, but for me personally, just living in the moment with my friends has made me so much happier and has allowed me to escape a lot of the things that were stressing me out um, in school and in work. We all need a little escape every now and then. Also going hand-in-hand with taking risks and seeking discomfort, I don't know why this year, weirdly, I've just been seeking doing things that would give me such an adrenaline rush. Like, everything from cliff jumping to starting to rock climb, I just feel like I craved excitement this year and that I wanted to do anything possible to shake up my life so that I was never bored. I don't know if any of you can relate to that, but this was definitely a result of my so-called wake-up call from both COVID and then my experience with the A&F internship. This year, I, you know, even did the most spontaneous shit that I would never do, like spontaneously booking a trip to Los Angeles, literally in a cafe on the same day as my midterms. That may not sound overly crazy to some of you, but I am not the type of person who does that, and I always plan ahead and I'm always asking my parents before I do anything rash, and that one time where I just made a spontaneous decision all for my benefit, you know, I don't regret it one bit, and it was just... I felt like such an adrenaline rush when I did that. I actually want to do more spontaneous things like this coming new year and, you know, not necessarily booking random trips to LA, especially since, you know, COVID is getting a lot worse everywhere, but just doing things that I wouldn't normally do and going outside of my comfort zone more often. I actually do have a trip coming up in January that I planned a while ago before, you know, Omicron was getting worse. So we'll have to see if I'm actually still able to go, but I can't wait to share more info on that and tell you guys more. But yeah, finally, we're at my last point that I wanted to make, and that was how I kind of put more focus and more emphasis on both my physical and mental health this year. In terms of physically, I think I'm the most in shape that I've ever been in my life, and that is mainly because this year I fell in love with the new sport, rock climbing, which... I realize that I actually don't talk about a lot on here, so some of you are probably like, that is so random, but if you're following me on social media, then you know that, like, I'm obsessed with rock climbing, and it's been a very big passion of mine, um, as of currently, so I literally post about it, like, I'm, I'm at the rock climbing gym, like, 
two to three days a week at this point, but yeah, my secret in staying constantly in shape was finding an activity that I really loved and that challenged me both mentally and physically. So yeah, then working out and staying active was really no longer a chore for me. And rock climbing, like as weird as it sounds, has helped me with both like the physical and mental aspect because obviously physically it did wonders in terms of keeping me toned and strong, but mentally the rock climbing gym became a place where I could escape what was happening in real life and if I was stressed out in school or work, I would come home to the gym and just be at peace and focus on the problems that were presented to me on the walls of the gym. And that all sounds really stupid, but if you've ever rock climbed before, then you know exactly what I mean by all of that. And again, at this point, I've become completely obsessed with the sport. I go around two to, t- two to three times a week, and I spend a lot of money on my membership to be at the gym. But yeah, besides rock climbing, 2021 was a big year where I focused a lot of my time and energy into making sure that my mental health stayed well and in check. I really, without hesitation, put my mental and emotional well-being before anything else, which is quite big for me because normally you'd see me neglecting to take care of myself and my mental health for the sake of doing more and pushing myself to the extreme. And Again, that is something that I want to continue to be better at in 2022 and to be just the best and happiest version of myself as I can possibly be. That is about all I have for you guys for this episode and at this point, like, my mouth is super dry and my throat is super dry because I've been talking for so long. I know this one was a little bit longer than usual, so for any of you who have made it this far, thank you for sticking around. I just want to make it clear that even though in this episode I was talking a lot about the highlights of 2021, I want you all to know that there were also some not-so-picture-perfect moments in my life that occurred as well. And it was not a perfect year for me, it was just one of the best that I've experienced in a while. And if you can't relate, or maybe you didn't have such a great year, then that's okay too. That is extremely valid and we're all going through different things right now, so... Definitely do not compare how your year went with mine and everything that I just discussed. I kind of wanted to let you guys in on some of the shifts that I made in my life this year to really see results and changes in how I acted and perceived things in my life. So, you know, with all that being said, happy holidays, you guys. We really deserve it, this break and just like some time, quality time with our family and friends. And thank you all for sticking with me all throughout this year, and I can't wait to share more with you guys in the new year. It's just still crazy to me that this is going to be the last episode of 2021. I'm kind of, like, getting sentimental here. But as always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. And I love you guys so much and see you in the new year on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.